Oh yeah, and I forgot we got the Snapcon Awards. You've got a ton of nominations. I don't, I don't know how you nominate him so many times, but he's got a bunch of nominations and one of those includes me for this podcast. So I'll at least back that one. I don't, I don't know about the other ones, but that one, yes, I will Thanks. Back. <laughs> you're in those, you're in those uh, categories with a lot of big names. The way I look at it, you know, I, I talked about it on the stream the other day. It's like basically anybody who was nominated the same year that Heath Ledger was nominated as the Joker. That's yeah. kind of how I feel. Just like being, I'm just honored to get a nomination. And if I win anything, the one I want, no offense to you, good sir. The one I want is writer and we'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, if it happens, woohoo. If it doesn't go to SnapCon and uh, drink our faces away with super tech God, you know, it's just something along those lines, yeah, yeah, you, know, you know, something Nothing yeah. along those lines. All right. With all that said, are you good? Good, sir. Not yet. One sec. So you have lied to me then. Okay. Should be good now. Should be good now. All right. Yep. They're all gone. All right. Well, welcome in. Welcome in, everybody. Just, just, just welcome in. That's all you're doing. We're not no, even no, giving I'm, a. There's you know, people a in chat. The, there's, there's, uh, there's some people in chat. Like, like. Uh, okay. Joe over here saying, "You know how hard first it is to get time, a solid intro with you today, my God!" First time, first time <laughs> hanging out with us live for the podcast. So just welcome into that. This is not welcome into the actual intro. This is just people in chat, the people that are live with us. You have made out. my editing life so incredibly difficult. You have no idea, good sir. Good luck. So incredibly difficult. We're being <laughs> formal, saying hello to those who are here with the live recording of the chat. But now I missed the whole big, you know, welcome type thing and. Yeah. I'm just, I'll, as always, I'll figure it out in post. So let's just go with it. All right. We're, we're here. We're live. Welcome back to the, or to the snapback podcast. You know, the drill it's guests it's, and then there's default Dan and we've got things to talk about because our world just got completely turned upside down uh, in yeah. a variety of different ways. Um, first off, if you're watching the video podcast, there's a very stylistic choice. I guess we could call it choice, yeah. not choice, maybe sort of a choice. Um, default Dan, why do you have a beard that looks like old man Logan Wolverine? So I, I tried explaining this, but if you guys are following World Snap Federation, uh, I keep getting accused of being, you know, this mastermind behind what they're calling the hip squad. Um, because I love Dan hip so much. Uh, and, uh, I'm not. And, uh, I woke, you know, I was walking out of the arena last night from the, from the whole event and I got jumped in the parking lot they shaved my beard after talking about my beautiful beard on the podcast. Uh, they shaved it. The hip squad shaved it to make me look like Wolverine. So, yeah, but, I don't know. Yeah, man. like they didn't shave it, though. They just they, hacked a giant yeah. chunk where it looks like you have like this yeah. staple effect indent, you know, because you have a giant beard. You know, you have a good, you know, six, good solid six inch <sighs> beard except for now only in your muzzle, which is now yeah. exclusively, it looks like a very well-buzzed seven, you know, like it looks like a size seven, yeah. you know, from here. I, I I can't tell. Maybe they were, if they jumped you, they were very selective uh, about their, you I mean, know, how, how I, I had to fight them off. They, to get rid of this? They started to, you know, chop it. I had to fight them off and this is where it ended. So, I mean, the, you, know. you can't selectively say they started to chop it when it's, that well groomed like that like did they I'm pin you saying. down and then give you options the, like would the you rest, like to be the rest of the beard with a six a seven or an eight length like the 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 other sides were already super groomed uh and it just kind of you know had a beautiful little yeah. 
and then they just hacked yeah, it, it was, right down it the middle. It was this nice, you know, so. you know, it was a nice peak, and now it just, yeah. I don't know. You look like an inverted handlebar. So it's a, yeah. uh, so now it's it's it's, it's a it's, choice. And it's uh, the, that's the old man Logan, and I've got the the grays in there, you know, to include it, but uh, because we're, you're we're an old man, so that's fine. <laughs> That's fine. You know, you can, you can self-admit that. Just I feel bad for, you know, default Danielle, yeah. who's basically now confined you to the house until further that's notice. True. So that's true. It is. It is what it is, though. But, you know, again, that's that's what if you're listening to this on any of our pl podcast platforms, I heavily invite you go to YouTube, come to my channel. It's Guest Gaming. Take a look at the video one just to see default Dan's yeah. uh, jumping choices when you, i guess and when you do that i still think it's a choice because you've left it that long well, i mean for now for now because people leave, believe you leave mm. me uh leave me a comment below if you come over to the video leave a comment tell me how amazing it looks and uh yes. i guess it's totally wrong and and i should just keep this from from here on but uh let me know down below you do realize that your wife just created a bot to automatically yeah, now comment true. under our YouTube video saying, no, no, keep, <laughs> shave, get rid of it. No, no. How dare she you? She will reply ah, to you know, every, everybody's and say, you're wrong. Every you're single wrong. one with just a lot of X's. Just yeah, good yeah. job. But outside of your facial hair uh, endeavors, let's talk Marvel Snap because yep. it was a very eventful weekend this past weekend and a very eventful last couple of hours as we had a very interesting revelation from one of the devs. So I think it's going to affect several different game modes in particular. So I wanted to dive into it today and talk about both Legion, you know, the new card coming to Marvel snap as always, when we're recording this on Monday nights, it'll be dropping in a couple of hours from the time that we're recording this. So by the time you yeah. hear it, chances are he just drops has just dropped into the game. Uh, and then we'll go over the weekend where we had, you know, Battle Arena had their their second tournament over the weekend. Snap Clash had a tournament over the weekend. And it's interesting taking a looking taking a look at the decks that did well and or won, because that will also in turn typically affect how Conquest goes for the next several you know days until the next big tournament like ours, the Snap.Fan Open on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, which I, I'm curious how much of that's going to overlap with your deck of the week, if any of it at all, because I have I don't know what you brought. But let's dive into it because Legion's a very interesting card. And up until a few hours ago, a card that I thought was pretty much useless. I You're thought so it was just a like, okay, it's a joke card. It's a meme card. It's that perfect stat line where you can't be Shang-Chi'd, but you can be annoying. And that for five cost, I feel like he's a little bit of a concern because he's a resource vacuum. And his effect, for those who don't know, is, you know, on reveal, replace each other location with this one, which I think honestly should have been reworded as replace the other locations with the location this card is played at. Uh, because it would too, be a little bit clearer. Too many words. You know, too many words, right words. Okay. <laughs> Have you seen Magic's description? They could fit fit in another know, seven words, all right? But it's an interesting card because it's like, okay, cool. You got a whole bunch of Wakandan Expresses. Go ahead and throw that onto Wakandan Express and it goes off in the other two locations. And then there's plus two times two into your hand on each card. Like there's a couple of really cool things. And we'll talk about that at length. Yeah. But 
the big revelation comes from Glenn Jones, um, the lead develop one of the lead developers for Second Dinner when it comes to Marvel Snap. Yeah, and, and I want to I've gone I want to kind of reveal this a little bit because I believe you brought this up um, a couple weeks ago where you brought yes. up Legion and you said, oh man, Legion's going to be crazy when you hit a flooded. And I believe you had said that and I corrected you and said, actually, what I think is going to happen is when you hit flooded, they're still going to get a whole nother turn. Because if today's interactions, when you have the locations... Oh. Right, and and so we're wrong on this, but this is uh -huh. this is so. Hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. I'm interrupting you because if you're going to accuse me of being wrong, at least make sure you're quoting me correctly. No, because no, no. First you off, are you are correct. I said quite the opposite. Right. No, you're correct. So listen, listen to what I'm saying. So you had originally okay. said, and I corrected you in a wrong way. You had originally said that when when storm came down, the location would be flooded, and you would play Legion next turn. And it would be the second phase of flooding to where it would be the following turn after Legion, it would be flooded and locked. And I corrected you saying I didn't think that was how it worked because if you look at how locations work today, you look confused, but let me just finish the whole statement and you'll realize yeah, that you're, you're right and I'm wrong. I said the wrong thing. No, like, no, I'm I'll, not. I'll pull up the damn playback and clip no, it not. into this okay. YouTube video. No, no, no. Just just <laughs> okay. hear me out. Let for me my say whole... my own words. No, let me let no. me figure let me finish damn the it. whole statement. I promise <laughs> I promise you're saying it right. So when when I when I corrected you, and I miscorrected you now that we know, when I corrected you, I said, I believe you'll have one extra turn because I believe when Legion comes down, it will catch just like the locations do right now where if even so you play storm on turn three turn four you can still play on it if a location copies that location it gives you one more turn on the copy location today that's how the locations work so when legion dropped i told you that's how i thought legion would work legion would catch the location and say you have one more turn of flooding before it gets flooded and locked and you were like no i think what will happen was storm will come down Legion will copy it, next turn of lockdown. And I was like, I just don't think that's going to work. Well, come to find out, Glenn confirmed today after, I know I hit him up in the in the creator chat and was like, hey, can you confirm this? Because nobody really knows the actual answer. And he did confirm the way you had originally had said it is how it's going to work. So Storm comes down on, on four because he's a five, right? Storm comes down on four, changes it to flooding. Your next turn would be your last turn of playing. And if you Legion that location, all the locations turn into that. And the following turn, turn six, they will be flooded. They'll be locked out. You will not get a turn six. So we've all gotten used to this whole magic world of turn sevens on 90% of our games. Well, guess what? We may be doing turn five games for a while if people like to mess with this combo. Now, did I say it correctly? Now that we've made it through the whole conversation, you said it correct mm -hmm. the first time. I I corrected you, but I miscorrected you, and you were correct the very first time. Of yeah, this is going to be a problem with Storm. Okay. As much as I love that you are admitting that you were wrong, you are incorrectly admitting that you were wrong. Okay. Because I am on record in that. Go back to the creator chat. So that I was you right. referencing. Be, go back to the creator chat that you are referencing and it is in there from today where I believe it was to cool or someone else 
in my Twitch chat on Friday, Thursday, Friday, I forget, or maybe it was over the weekend for podcast. the battle arena. I can't remember. It was, I fully explained the way I read it and the way I understood it because of the location mechanics. I was saying that if you stormed on four, Legion on five, the other two locations will still be in the flooding state for turn six. So they would not have closed. That was my explanation. And that's what I also explained to the creator chat within an hour later. We got the response finally from Glenn Jones explaining, and I quote, if you lesion on flooding, the new ones will mirror the original. So all three will become flooded at the same time. The the reason that we had thought this previously where I was egregiously wrong was mirror dimension, copying another location on turn four, right? Mirror right. dimension won't do that. It's a weirdo. We're still poking at due to unique timing, kind of like what the old Sakar did. Yep. So that was our reference point to understanding the progression of changing and duplicating locations. I was wrong as much as I would love last, for you last, to last to correction. Enjoy Last yeah, correction, it's, it's, though. As much I'm, I'm talking about about a month ago on the podcast. So, um, oh, like a I'm month ago, yesterday. I like, no, no, no. This but, past three, four days. But I'm saying like a month ago on the podcast. Ago, I don't know. Somebody find it. Somebody quote you, it. Like because somebody clip it and send it to me. I'll, I'll I have find no the idea what you're talking about. But Please on the do. podcast, on the podcast, you were correct, and I was the one that gave you the wrong information on that podcast, and therefore I believe I oh, had changed your mind. Got to find it. Yeah, Please. I think I changed your mind you on that podcast. You convinced me the wrong way. Yes. You actually convinced me no. the wrong way because, see, I, I barely, you know, I, I am like a sh small little goldfish in this giant pond I that believe. we call Marvel Snap. And my memory is very similar. But <sighs> I can remember about a week ago. You saying I said something a month ago? I could. Yeah. I, it was like it was like I, a month I ago. It no was idea. either. It was when we were looking at spoilers, whether it was the podcast or Wednesday Night Snap. It Maybe. was one of those. We were chatting Maybe. about it. I correct you incorrectly. Whatever the hell it was, I don't know. Anyway, the point is, we know Legion the is now. now potentially busted because now we have this new mechanic we have to try to navigate around, which is at least for like the next two to three days because those who yeah. decide to get Legion are going to overspam this, which is the storm on four into Legion on five trick and just, trying to shut the game down. And it's, it's a really... I think it's a bad, bad idea. I think, yeah, I, I think it's a mildly hazardous idea. And even Glenn's admitted it. He's, they've said that this is a power, uh, obviously a potentially powerful interaction and we'll be keeping a close eye on it. But see, I don't. Here's like, the thing. I don't think you can well, get I think enough it's a very power. powerful interaction. Right. No, but I, I don't think it's going to win you a actually game. Actually full of power. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing. The idea that it can shut down and lock lanes outside of Jeff the Baby Landshark, um, that he can completely lock these lanes. That's the, oh, we have something to worry about here moment. Because yeah. I am expecting actually a mild variation of chaos where it's creating location lockdown uncertainty. I'm expecting people to be really cheeky, annoying assholes and go storm, save for four, sure. But in some other lane, magic on three, storm on four, now what do you do? That's what I'm expecting to see. Yes. I'm worried that you're setting up the false idea and getting people to try to outplay their hand because they're afraid that it's going to lock down on turn five. And then if you don't Legion, well, now they've, you know, probably thrown off their rhythm. But if you do Legion, you lock it down. So 
the yeah, but... inconsistency of that could create its own deck type because that specific combination is incredibly powerful and intriguing. Think about it. Magic on three, storm on four. You're setting up the unknown. Yeah, but you're you're and also I really like that. You're also going in with a very weak power. So like think about cards, and I'm sure we're gonna get into a lot of this as we go through, right? But the the thing is when you think of cards like Nebula, when you think of cards like Sunspot, yeah. a lot of these one drops, like so if you're going to do this with a deck, you're gonna have to play the most powerful one, two, and three drops. And if you're using you know, magic is your three. You've got to have a really strong one and two. And it has to be Nebula. It has to be Sunspot. It has to be um, what's like our best two drop. There's there's not there's not Silk. many. Yeah. Silk. I mean, so it's like you're having to do some of that stuff in order to guarantee that win. Because if they're playing the better four drops, they're playing like Darkhawk. They're playing like you know, Zabu into Rockslide into Darkhawk, like you're going to win a lot of lanes with that. So I, I don't know. I, yes, it could be strong, but I also look at that and just say like, I, I think it's a work Galactus. Like that's, that's kind of what I look at as like, I, I think you're like, you're surprised I'm going to do this. I'm going to lock down. You're going to do whatever. Like, I just feel like there's much bigger, powerful plays you could be doing. Will people do it? Yes. Just like the well, Kang combo, infinite, whatever, like all of that stuff, right? People saw you could do mm -hmm. it and they did it. So people are going to do this, but will it last after a day yeah. or two of, of losing a bunch of times? No, it, it'll, it'll go away. So I don't know. There's, there's a lot of stops I, to it. I agree that I think that this is temporarily niche and people are going to abuse the hell out of it and then it'll yeah. disappear and then somebody will bring it back in a tournament randomly in some weird ass configuration kind of a thing. Yeah. And as we looked at, you know, some of the locations that would benefit that won't benefit that just kind of are really not doing anything for everybody. Like you come to start to think about how much synergy he brings in at five, eight, because like I said, he's not Shang Chiable, but he creates a very unique situation, very unique situation. Because there's a lot of uncertainty in regards to him. You know, right now, people are on one of two fences when it comes to Legion. There's about an 85 to 90%, in my opinion, looking at, you know, everything that we're reading everywhere, opinion that Legion is a complete meme. And yeah, he'll be niche, but not very heavily useful. And then there's about a 10% of the community population who's going, he's going to surprisingly break the game. And almost nothing in between. I think, I think when it comes to featured location times, he's going to be really good for the surprise yes. attack of changing locations where you want. For the overall a conquest or whatever, I mean, you can bring them. But honestly, like if I'm doing something similar in that with a lockdown, whatever. Like if you're in a lockdown deck with Storm plus Legion you're a hundred times better of bringing Professor X, bringing Spider-Man into that slot rather than Legion, because you still have the ability to do something on some other lanes with powerful, powerful cards um, within that. I, again, will it be a deck? Maybe we're gonna have to see kind of what some people do. 
there's definitely things you can do. Um, again, you know, you could do that magic on three to bring that false whatever. Then you could turn around and do, you know, four with storm. You could also play uh, a nebula, a, a sunspot if you didn't get them early game into that legion to, to lock up the locations. But I just, I, I don't know. I, I already, we already talked about this last week. I think surfer is going to be one of the bigger decks coming up. There's a lot of cards that can interact with Legion, whether it's Cosmo, if you can predict where they're doing it. Um, there's uh, Wanda. There's, you know, the um, Reality Stone because Thanos is making a rise on there. I mean, I think about the fact of like Thanos, like, sure, if you're going to Legion and try to lock down stuff, Lockjaw Thanos has probably already beat you. Like, <laughs> they've already started to do all of their yeah. weird stuff and they've already, they've already had enough power on the board to where that little cute gimmicky play is probably not winning you two locations. Um, so I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see what people want to do with him. I still think he's a meme card. I don't think he's going to be like this busted deck. Um, you know, I I don't know. It's kind of weird, but like I kind of see him like a Jean. Everybody thought Jean was going to break the game. She's good, but she mm -hmm. isn't game breaking. And I think he's going to be very similar. Like there's definitely going to be any of the locations that give like negative three to all your cards. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, I have Luke Cage in my deck. And now I've just got a huge step up on all these different locations. So I think that there yeah. are situations, but because locations are not predictable, unless it's a hot, lo like a feature location or hot location or whatever, I just right. feel like he falls into this thing to where Conquest, eh, I, I think there's so many better five drops that are more predictable, like an Iron Man, like a Professor X or whatever, that's, that's going to help you out a little bit more. I think there's one card when it comes to Legion in particular too, that people are not talking about that will very, at least for the next couple of days will be incredibly important. And no, it's not snow guard because snow guards <laughs> obvious, but it's not snow guard. And I think it's a more important card than snow guard. I think it's ghost because I think ghost presents more of a synergy to Legion and anti-lesion decks over the next couple yeah. of days because if you are running lesion you need to go second yeah you want this to properly execute well, a certain way have your location pop off may, maybe if you are if you are on defense you want ghost so you can try to go second so you can counter outdo whatever they're attempting to lesion because if they're going for the storm into lesion combo and then in two other locations, you play, you know, Scarlet Witch and Storm as a counter, at least for the next two days when Legion might become prominent, having those in your deck, for example, you at least then don't leave a location locked or Rhino, you know, any of those, yeah. you know, hell, you yeah. can go Snowguard if you really want to, but like you get the idea that I think that that priority uh, shift is valuable. Yeah, I, so here's the here's the problem that I have with it a little bit. Um, defensively, yes. If you have a card that you can 1,000% change the location, yes, you want to go second. If you're trying to do it with a Cosmo, I mean, this is obvious stuff, but if you're trying to do it with a Cosmo and you're predicting it, you don't want to go second. So I think it depends on how your deck's built. I think the same goes for the Legion side of it. I almost feel like you always want to go first. Because at worst case, you're you're closing out the other two lanes. Because I think what's going to end up happening is 
if you go and then you're going to play like a doctor doom right on your turn six yeah because i think the problem is if you go second you're opening yourself up to them changing it beforehand so them changing it to limbo them changing it to you know ruins with rhino or whatever wanda whatever it may be so i almost feel like in mm -hmm. the legion decks probably 90 percent of the time you're actually wanting to go first because worst case you lock out two and they they change the one and you should have some type of um you know potential good turn six play to make sure you at least win that lane um yeah as you go because this can be important like when you're doing this this play pattern of four and five in one lane like you have to make sure you're one through three you've already won the other at least one other lane if not the two other lanes yeah. right like and i think that's gonna be the difficulty yeah. with legion i think the bigger the 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 synergy that people are also not talking about with Legion is how powerful his effect is going to be specifically on turn six, because watching him change locations at, and yet alone multiple locations, you know, there could be some really big plays that come from changing everything on turn six, because at least he's got some decent power. You know, he's got a good eight power to him. He could be enough to shift a lane. Maybe you shuri him. You go like that. Right. But if you're playing, let's say, you know, I'm just throwing hypotheticals out there. If you're playing an yeah, ongoing yeah. deck and Onslaught Citadel pops up on the board, you go ahead and lesion that all of your cards are going to benefit from that, you know, deck because of the style of deck you're running. So there's that swing also to factor into, like you said, for the feature location days. I very heavily agree with you that he is a featured location day card. He yeah. is a let's in, hey, we need more of these. Let's play into it heavily. And it's a stagnant ability. It's not a on reveal necessarily, unless if you're building for those on reveals, like I said, with the Wakandan Express style location where it or reveals boom, thing happens. You, Yeah, Kamartage, right, right. uh, you want those down as early as possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. So I, I think he's going to be a cheeky card, but I just can't see him breaking the meta. Even if you take a look at some of the like really awesome combos and I got to give credit to Drew Barry because he did an absolutely fantastic job of putting up this great graphic. You can find it on snap.fan of all. He went through all the locations and just put up at least currently to the time of this recording, all the locations and said, here are the ones that are, you know, crazy combo locations, locations that are just kind of meh. They're neutral. They are what they are, whatever. And then locations that can yeah. absolutely disrupt people up. Like the idea of switching everything at the last minute to bar with no name is hysterical to me. Absolutely hysterical to me. Just like here, let's just throw them all. In. Oh, you're winning. That's cute. Bar with no name. There's literally nothing you can do. So yeah. I really enjoy some of the disruption options in there. Um, I think the craziest one you know, as I, as I sat here looking at the the crazy combo list in general, yeah. Because remember, even with expedition, the earliest you could play him out is turn four. Let's say, right? Even with expedition, I think that with the right timing, technically, I think the raft is going to be absolutely nuts. Because if you've positioned your deck and your lanes right in the right order, and then they reveal on the raft. I'm curious how the raft would proc if it's on reveal 
mm-hmm. or if it's from the play side. So I, I'm looking at that one. I'm looking at things like Weir's Island, of course. Uh, Project Pegasus. Talk about a crazy turn six. Just play out your entire hand. Everything you want in the world. Just, just here's all the energy for turn six. Yeah, You're going to have 16 to work with. Well, Merry and Christmas. technically that like, means it's already procced once. So you probably had it proc on turn two or three and you just played them. So your next mm-hmm. turn, you had a whole bunch of energy anyway. Like, I, I definitely think that there's going to be some um, crazy combos with him. Again, I it's just so difficult because you look at like this list, right? You look at how many crazy combo locations are there. And then when you mm-hmm. figure like there's a bu- there's quite a few when you think of the overall, right? Like let's say a fourth at the minimum, right? A fourth of the locations he's going to work well with. But then you also have to look at that and go, okay, well he works well with this as long as your deck looks a certain way. So now when you go, okay, my Legion looks like this and this deck, now we're down to like four locations. Really, really are crazy yeah. combos with them. So then it's like, okay, well, how often am I going to see them? So I, yeah, I, I love, and and I think we were chatting about this earlier, like it's going to make for some amazing YouTube shorts, <laughs> TikToks, whatever yes. of like, look what I, I mean, just mm-hmm. like when um, Rickety Bridge came out and I know one of the first little shorts I had made was um you know uh running doc ock on rickety bridge and then literally just like throwing down a wolverine you know and and galactus or whatever like there's there's some crazy stuff that happens but i feel like i feel like that's where he's gonna live in my opinion again not saying he's bad i think he's i think he's okay i just really think that in order for him to be more effective more efficient he needed to be a lower power but I also understand, or a lower cost, but I also understand that making him a three or a two or whatever, I mean, I guess that technically he'd need to be a three or four so you could see all locations, but like, I I think he may be too too good at that point because of Storm, because of some of these weird combos you could do, but like, I do feel like he would be much more effective if you could throw him down one turn earlier and take advantage of some of these, because again, I mentioned Carmitage earlier, like, yeah, if you could get him down early on four and change everything to Carmitage, you could do some like crazy stuff no matter where they tried to lock you out of. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Um, or I just, mean, uh, yeah. Just remember this, okay? On Wednesday, the new location, Lake Hellas, appears. So that's where one cost cards here have plus two power. Yeah. You lesion and then zoo deck that shit. I mean, yeah. are you not are you not just playing Killmonger in every deck you play during that time frame? And you're yeah. like, uh, that's funny. Boom, turn six killmonger. Goodbye board. Yeah. Turn two, armor. Turn three, <laughs> mystique. Turn four, <laughs> that's just gonna happen. Patriot. <laughs> turn five, lesion. Turn six, Ultron. Go. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> It's gonna be fun. Yeah. Now the be yeah, Ultron is Ultron to save the day. Well, yeah. I mean, like, so cool saying like play armor. Like, I get it. I get armor saves your one thing, and yes, you could mystique your armor, but yeah, I I don't know. We we'd have to see. I mean, the the combo. I mean, even even when you say like Ultron, you really could even do like Shayna, Kazar, you know, and and things like that. Like there mm-hmm. there are plays you can make. Yeah. Uh, to get your one drops down. I'm just saying in general, like. When that location comes up, you better have your armor. You better have drawn your armor. You better have drawn Ghost. Cosmo. I'm telling you. 
she's influential <laughs> better have drawn everything everything you wanted to draw because uh uh killmonger is gonna ruin ruin your day so yeah, i think either way i think it's safe to say that legion is going to be interesting yeah um, i think at least for the next 48 hours <laughs> yeah and and i think the other thing when you when you think of this and we've talked about this right like um when it comes to the spotlight caches it comes to the week of cards you need to be looking at the full week right do you want to get legion do you want to use spotlights do you want to get the other cards are you missing high evo i mean high evo a big bad he's not coming down he's big tokens he'll always big big tokens mm -hmm. so this is going to be another one of those good weeks if you don't have Ievo, if you don't have Darkhawk, Darkhawk is still a huge staple in the format uh, in decks. And so when you're looking at this stuff, this is a pretty good week to use spotlights if you don't have these cards. But if you have these cards, like myself and guest here, it's a good week to use your tokens because Legion yes. is a series four. Yeah, just 3K, you know, and... It, thank God he's not a series five. I'd really, I'd really hate to you try to even think about <laughs> 6,000 tokens to get lesion, but yeah, who knows? I mean, we could be pleasantly surprised and have the 10% of the community that think he's a busted card. You know, we could be pleasantly surprised and those people get to say, I told you so. And when I see it happen, I'll mm -hmm. then concede. But until then, I think he is a cheeky play that will have very select use cases, like you said, for things like featured locations. And maybe like you want to catch people off guard in something like conquest. Yeah. I could then see that. But I don't I don't see him being a ladder staple yeah. yet. Um, I think, until I think someone the, breaks it. Until someone breaks it. Yeah. And I think the other hard thing is when it comes to like conquest with them, as soon as you do it, now they're looking for it. Right. Like now they know you have it. So it's a lot harder to pull that kind of lock off. It's going to be a lot harder to get eight cubes out of that storm legion combo. Right. Like, yeah, you may get it on on that game one and you made everything. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Nexus or whatever it is. Right. Like and it wasn't the storm combo. It was just something else. Oh my God. You caught How's him on turn work? six. It. Don't so even it, say that. How is that going to work? Left to right, and then just complete chaos. Yeah, it's it's pretty big. I've had it happen, not all three locations, but I had uh, one location copy that before, and I even mm -hmm. had like uh, like Iron Man on one. It was really weird, and it, it goes up a lot further than you think it goes up. But um, yeah, it's but then it's crazy because everybody's does right because but it's two sided. But yeah, yeah. I think that that's going to be some of the stuff that you may be able to sneak a couple wins off of like changing the locations like i mentioned with the luke cage and making the one where it's like necrosis or whatever it is that gives everything minus three that one's pretty rough if you think about the fact that's minus 12 if you have four cards on every location that you're having to battle back through a luke cage mm -hmm. on the other side of the field um but yeah so i just want to point it out again we've made these statements before if the card is a series four card if you don't really need the other cards use this as a recoup week Use this as one of those where you can get more caches saved up for the following week or the week after, whichever whichever week you're targeting for, and uh, just use <coughs> use some tokens. Save them up, 3,000 tokens, <coughs> and use them. And hopefully in the future, uh, we'll get you know some better, better cash stuff as we go through. Yeah. All right. So with that said, no. Legion, 
I don't think is going to be meta breaking. And I think there's going to be a couple people who try to get, catch the whole world off guard this upcoming weekend for the snap.fan open. Um, we were hoping to maybe see a whole bunch of echo this past weekend because it's the new card and ongoing did really well the weekend beforehand to say the least. So mm-hmm. let's take a look at the tournaments that happened on Saturday and Sunday real quick and yep. take a look at the decks that actually did well because battle arena had their second tournament, 128 person tournament uh, that I've finally got an opportunity to cast over there. Just my schedule for the last several months had been really awful on Saturdays. So finally had an opportunity to cast over there with Boulevard. Once again, now it's our second or third time at this point. Absolutely love casting with him. He's a great commentator and just, it's a consistent joy to be able to have the chance to cast. And as we cast the event, you know, I was peeking in regularly throughout the event and it was very obvious and very clear. The prevalence an influence of the prior week where W came on in with that Thanos control deck. Yep. Spider-Man and all of the five cost chaos, right? There was so much of it this week. Yeah. Echo or no echo. First off, no echo made it to the top eight. So that made me sad. But three Thanos control decks, all basically one card, if not two at most, different than the W's deck made it into the top eight. And we had some big surprises along the way. And the Thanos control variant right now is incredibly powerful. So if we take a look at the deck that won, okay, this is Swen's deck. And this is basically W's deck, no Luke Cage sub Super Scroll. Yeah which makes 1,000% complete sense. It's Psylocke, Jeff the Baby Landshark, Cosmo, Super Skrull, Shang-Chi, Iron Lad, Blue Marvel, Devil Dinosaur, Professor X, Claw, Spider-Man, and then Thanos. And here, let me throw all of the really strong ongoings. Let me take (laughs) Iron Lad, who can turn into a strong ongoing. Let me take Shang-Chi, who can just straight up fist you into oblivion. Let me put Psylocke down here so that or the Time Stone can get one of the five drops also down on yeah. turn four. And then then I can lock you down with Professor X or Spider-Man. Or then I can yeah. lock you down with something from Thanos and just ruin one of the locations at the last minute. Like, it is wild well, seeing and, how strong this deck has been now back-to-back weeks. Yeah, and, and with the Super Scroll kind of uh, play, I mean, it makes perfect sense because... Luke Cage has always kind of been there as a, okay, well, we may hit, you know, a hazmat where whatever deck we may hit the high Evo deck, but honestly, like the high Evo decks are starting to kind of go away a little bit, not to say they're gone, but you know, with some of the changes that came down, not just the Hulk, not just the wasp, but like over time, we had that, we had Lockjaw, We had a lot of these cards kind of get touched on over, you know, a month plus period. And we've seen Lockjaw kind of, disappear it's still there you'll still hit a lockjaw deck every now and then but where we used to see it all the time with thanos he's not in a lot of the decks because you can only throw in one stone per turn so you're only getting three cards you know changed uh potentially so it's it's one of those things where the deck has shifted and because of that luke cage is great but he's not as needed but by putting super scroll in here if they have luke cage you have luke cage if you think you're hitting up against this deck 
man, now you've got an extra Devil Dino, you've got an extra Cosmo, you know, potentially, again, you do have to make sure with Professor X, you're realizing where he's going. Um, but the fact that you're you're probably anticipating after W's win the, win the week before, that you're gonna see more of these decks. And Super Scroll just gives you one extra of every card in their deck, uh, which is pretty insane. So I love I loved the inclusion of Super Scroll in here. I feel like he's one of those cards where we see him for a week or two, he disappears for a week or two, People forget, you know, he's really good when ongoing's a thing, and then he pops back up. So I'm, I'm glad to see him in the deck. Uh, the deck is just, it's got so many lines. It's so good, uh, and it's just hard to beat, hard to beat. I will say, though, um, as I'm thinking about it, I think that this week in particular, I don't know who to take out, but I do still think this week in particular, you actually are very heavily going to need Luke Cage specifically. I don't know who to take out though, because I think you need Super Scroll and you need to put Luke Cage in here. And the reason being is because of what we just talked about with Legion. The fact that this week, so many players are now going to get that access they've been waiting for to get High Evolutionary. And I'm expecting a lot of people in the tournament scene who haven't had High Evolutionary to finally be like, okay, I could finally get High Evo. I'm bringing it. I know this deck does well. It did well in tournaments, even yeah. with the adjustments and the nerfs. And I'm expecting a rise in High Evo again. We're going to get a wave of High Evo players. With all due respect to all of those new players, we're going to get a wave of very green, I think is the polite way to turn it, uh, to, <laughs> you know, to verbiage it. Uh, very green players to high evolutionary and a lot of players again getting Darkhawk um, yeah. for the very first time. So I think, keyword, I think that there is some other teching that we could do within this deck. Like if I was going into the tournament this weekend in particular, I would be scrapping Iron Lad and Cosmo specifically for Rogue and Luke Cage. I would rather double up in different ways with the Super Scroll and the Rogue, because I think ongoing is going to be just that much more prevalent this upcoming weekend, and the counters will be needed. I could make a case for Devil Dinosaur instead of being one of those to take out, but everything else I really, truly like in this deck. Um, and after having seen it piloted by several different people over the last couple of weeks... You can see how many mind games you basically end up playing uh, yeah. at any given point. I love that with this deck for tournaments and conquest because you always have outs. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of which choices you make. When I think with this deck, like the one thing that I do like about it is I do feel like this is a deck that anybody can pick up. I'm not saying you're going to be an expert at it, right? I think that this is one of those decks where you look at it on paper, it's pretty obvious what you need to do and what you're trying to do. You can probably play it and win a handful of games and do well with it. But it's also one of those decks, like you're mentioning, There's there are certain play patterns that when you get to that expert level, when you get to the people that play Thanos all the time, that understand how the stones, how you want to use the stones, you know, leveraging some of these different cards, you're going to be able to play this and get to those top eights, get to those top fours, and so it's one of those things, the more you play it, the more you're going to realize it, right? So again, a, a normal novice type player, they're going to see Stones, Blue Marvel, Dino, 
oh, this is easy. Throw stones out, blue marble, make them better. You're drawing cards, so I got a big dino I can throw down. But it's when you get to those little nuanced plays of when do I play Professor X over Spider-Man? When do I play Claw and where do I play Claw in order to steal that win? Like That's the part where if you want to play this deck a lot, you'll start to realize where those little you know game game curves are of this is when I need to play that card and you will start to beat people where they didn't expect it. They didn't just see, oh, he's playing yeah. a big devil dino over here and all of a sudden Claw wins you a lane, wins you two lanes because of the way you played them. So uh, definitely one of those things to be thinking about it. If you're going to pick up the deck, you're going to try the deck. It is a great deck, but it is going to be one of those that if you're not really thinking through your plays and things like that, you may lose a couple games just because, you know, that one play you didn't see was the was the better play the, the more proper play so in a weird way i think that this is actually the least interesting deck <laughs> uh of the tournament in my opinion uh i i because we saw this deck the prior weekend yeah. it's a good deck clearly it works the fact that their opponent jeet did yep. as well as they did with the other deck, which is a Moon Girl She-Hulk point slam deck. Yeah. This was a really interesting deck to watch get piloted. And I was able to sneak back in and watch some of the gameplay for this specific deck. And it's Sunspot, Misty Knight. And by the way, this is a high evo deck as I'm saying through it. Sunspot, Misty Knight, Quinjet, Armor, Jeff, Magic, Cosmos, Cyclops, High Evo, Moon Girl, She-Hulk, Hulk. So evolved wise, having Misty Knight, Cyclops, and Hulk into the deck from the High Evo, and then mm -hmm. having the Moon Girl synergy built into this, this is basically like taking the Infa She Not version of the deck, yeah. right? Except you're not playing Infinite, you're instead playing Hulk because you can play it no matter what. There's no reason to have to wait for anything yeah. Skipping turns in this stuff. deck. And it's, it's a cool variation, and it was fun to watch this one, too, because there were actually a lot more lines in it than yeah. I was expecting. As you're looking at when to Moon Girl and when not to Moon Girl, you know, when does the Cosmo Cyclops effect matter? When does Moon Girl of double Cyclops really benefit you on turn five instead? Where It, it, it was yeah. surprisingly strong. And I mean, clearly it did well. It made it all the way into the finals. So I, I think this deck is worth noting too, because you've got the Quinjet for whatever Moon Girl decides to double up. So you can just load the board with all those low cost cards. Threes yeah. are now twos, right? So you can throw down four, five, six cards potentially if you don't even have She-Hulk and or Hulk. Yeah. And then just whoa, the entire board, like, it is a very, very cool deck and one that seems easy, but is definitely way more complex than than its impression gives off, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with you. I think it's one of those things that when I look at this, I don't think high Evo right off. Now, it is a high Evo deck because you want your Hulk to have that special ability to be bigger than just the 12, kind of going back to the Infinite you know, line. So when you first look at it, you look at the top and you go, okay, this is where you play Moon Girl on four, you skip, you know, and then all of a sudden you play Hulk, She-Hulk, whatever, like you would with Infinite. You know, you've got Magic on three, Moon Girl, and then playing a whole bunch of cards on your last turn. Um, 
But to your point, when you look at the bottom half of the deck, I mean, Misty Knight, every time you're skipping turns with energy, you're pumping up your other card. Your Sunspot's going up. You're pumping that card up. You've got Cyclops, like you mentioned. If you have two Cyclopses off of Moon Girl, now you have for five power, you have eight going down. If you're skipping with any other, you know, uh, turn with energy, now that's minus four on their side because both Cyclopses are triggering. So now you go from having eight uh, and then, you know, skipping is minus four. So now you're at, you know, 12, essentially. You skip another turn, another, and it isn't even a full turn. It's just you're saving one energy, which is also benefiting your She-Hulk. There's so many lines here, and I really do like uh, what they've done. You've got the Cosmo, you've got the armor to protect those big She-Hulks, those big, you know, Hulks that are going to be coming down a little bit later. And of course, I really think that what make or what is making this deck so good is magic the change to magic has opened up a lot of these decks that we haven't mm -hmm. touched in forever we're seeing you know um negative decks come back out of nowhere we're seeing the infinite decks because it's so much more consistent whereas before you had to have magic you had to have our own five and that's what trapped your fifth you know your fifth turn skip six play on seven now the fact that you can play around three and know that I've got all this time in the world to set all my stuff up, know that I have a turn seven. Uh, it's been crazy. Now, again, we talked about Legion earlier. Legion's going to start taking away some of these turn seven plays, and that may even just be the, the, the gift of Legion. Rather than having to use a Rhino or having to use some card like that, you can, you can get rid of it with Legion. So maybe that's where we'll actually see him popping up this next week. In some of these tournaments because we know which i'm surprised i don't see any surfer decks and things like that and, and again we're just looking at top two right here but you know i'm surprised surfer hasn't really tried to make that comeback yet we're seeing it out there but you know maybe maybe they're missing the one card maybe they're still missing that one card to get up there but um yeah i like the deck i like the deck overall it's a good take and it's refreshing to not see a thanos deck we don't need Thanos dominating the, the meta like it did yeah. for a month. So, I will, I will throw this up, throw this at you though, and it's something if you could put the other de deck up uh, yeah. back on the screen from the from Spin. our Spin. winner, yeah, from Swen. Out of the 128 participants, we had 50 of them playing Cosmo. 50 of them. He's back playing Iron Lad. 51 playing Jeff the Baby Land Shark, and literally half of the field, 64 people playing Shang-Chi. All four here in Swen's deck. Now, with that said, I want it to also be known that for each one of those four cards, Cosmo, Iron Lad, Shang-Chi, and Jeff, 40% of their presence was always within a Thanos control deck because that many people basically brought in almost a copy-paste version of the W deck in some way, because that's the one yep. that won the weekend before and still incredibly strong. What interested me was looking at these four cards and the other decks that these decks were put into and how they all performed. The other incredibly strong decks that overall performed well that are not a Thanos deck over this past tournament were Darkhawk, good stuff, Patriot, mm -hmm. and you saw a couple of people running Surfer, but not 
as many as I honestly thought there would be. Yeah. I guess uh, they all got shut down by the 50 Cosmos that they were interacting <laughs> with. So maybe that yeah. was the case. But it was interesting seeing those four cards in particular, Cosmo, Iron Lad, Shang-Chi, and Jeff, be that prevalent. And cool. it makes you want to think about, should you basically just be trying to build a counter deck that goes against those four cards? Yeah, I mean... Here's the thing. Iron Lad is not as surprising just because he was in the spotlight caches, right? So more people are getting access to him in their in their accounts. So just like we talked about next week, you know, having some more great cards coming into those spotlight caches the following week, we've got more. So like, I think that that's the other thing to look at is, you know, was it three weeks from now? Galactus is going to be in the spotlight cache. So we're going to start to see some of these these big cards kind of, you know, come up and pop up and all that but the other side of it is i know we're going to have uh, a future conversation around this when we start to talk about the real tournament scene esports all that kind of stuff but like again i've got to do this every podcast right coming from magic at least once the the thing is you hear the word called net decking and so this is starting to become a thing in snap now it's it's always kind of been there people have cards they don't know how to use them they jump over to snap.fan. They say, you know, search decks, include these two cards, and they see what decks are out there with those two cards. Great tool. You can do that. But now we're going to start seeing that more and more when people say, okay, who won the snap.fan open? Who won the battle arena open? Who won, you know, um, any of them, snap clash, whatever it is. And they're going to say, what are the decks that are winning each weekend? Because realistically, unless a brand new card came out that, really counters that deck or like you mentioned someone else says okay what is the deck that beats that deck it's going to be it's going to do good it's going to be a good deck because it it was able to beat a whole bunch of people now you know how, you have to know how to pilot it which is where net decking comes down to being a good tool a good way to do a deck but you also need to know how to play it but uh we're going to see more of that i i think that truly every week when these tournaments happen people are going to look at those decks and go hey that's a great deck Maybe I'll change one or two cards because maybe I don't have those two cards or I don't think that card is as good as a different card, which kind of leads us into the next deck real quick, which is the Snap Clash deck. So uh, in a minute, in a little while, I'll I'll do the deck of the week. I had no idea this deck existed, but I've got a deck that's very similar, about two cards difference. Um, and uh, and it's, it's a great deck. So in this deck, um, this is... Uh, Ghost Spider, Korg, Spider-Ham, Zabu, Jeff, Killmonger, Shadow King, Darkhawk, Shang-Chi, Rockslide, Iron Lad, and Dr. Octopus. So this kind of goes back to the whole Rocks and the Hawks, whatever you want to call it type deck. Uh, this one specifically, I think, was... Um, man, I'm blanking on the name. I know you you had it on your side. Uh, Octohawk. Octohawk. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, the, the deck name. Gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah. From Tation made the deck, but it was uh, Octohawk. I love that with Dr. Octopus and uh, Darkhawk. But uh, again, it, it's one of those decks where you're using your Darkhawk, you're using your Rockslide and your Korg to get it up, um, you know, to where he's a big power to deal with. You've got Doc Ock that really messes up, you know, um, surfer decks and different things like that when you're making them play before they want to play. Uh, you've got Killmonger for balance. Like it's it's just got a lot of answers throughout the deck. 
Um, so ignore on the screen the the name up here because that is not the name. Um, yeah, it wouldn't let me change it. But anyway, so uh, so it's definitely one of those that there's a lot of um, you know good cards in here. But to your point, we're seeing Shang Chi in there. We're seeing Iron Lad. We're seeing a lot of those same cards that are just really really good cards. Yeah, they're just the staple, you know, build around cards. You have Iron Lad, Shang Chi, and Jeff. If you have those three cards, you already have a stable deck just from that much. That's it. So yep. I, I gotta say, it's a solid deck, and I love seeing the Doc Ock Ghost Spider synergy now with Ghost Spider being reduced down to a one cost of just here. Let me load all the crap into this lane, sacrifice it. Or go ahead and go spider and swing it on in there if it's a weird secondary yeah. location. Like, there's some cool effects that they have built into this. And I mean, the power of Shadow King, more and more people are thoroughly enjoying, which is yeah. pretty relevant when it comes to your on reveal meta. But this is kind of leaning more towards an ongoing meta. So I was very surprised when I, I saw Shadow King in this specific deck do well. Yeah. Yeah, and, and again, I'll talk a little bit more about it when we get to the deck of the week because he was in my deck as well. But again, it's mm -hmm. it's one of those things where you, you're you anticipating the rise of Surfer, right? And if you can give them priority and then just literally negate those bonuses they just did on the lane, uh, bounce, throwing it on an Angela lane because, uh, you know, Angela, hit monkey, whatever, and taking them back down, which now hit monkey doesn't go to zero, but you get my point. Uh, bringing those mm -hmm. back down is is pretty crazy and realistically in your deck it's not doing anything uh, against your people because all your people are getting you know your dark rock is an ongoing type thing so um, yeah I I like the deck I think there's a lot of good cards in here I'll talk more about the two cards I don't have in mind um, but yeah it's 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 good it's a really good one I'm sitting here looking at the deck I'm going okay if I'm default Dan <laughs> your deck of the week i think i'm gonna because I, I don't know his deck of the week if there's two cards that i think he has swapped out i think it's spider ham and i'm gonna lean at ghost spider for now uh all right i'm not you certain to, about you that, want me to tell I'm, you any of that or just wait till you see it no no leave leave everybody including myself in suspense because <laughs> You know, all of these decks, because they did well in tournaments, you're going to yep. be seeing them in Conquest over the next few days. So I'm going to let you kind of lead into the Conquest conversation a little bit first. Yeah, yeah. So when we go into Conquest, and again, this is one of those that, this is the topic I threw out. We talked about this on the podcast the other day. Sometimes we're just five minutes before <laughs> before this, we're throwing up ideas. And I wanted to touch back on Conquest a little bit. So last month was the first ever con or last week not month right last no last month last month mm. was the first conquest month right we got to go through yes. it wasn't a full month we were missing a week or two um everybody enjoyed it we got to jump in there everybody was using it playing it this time around uh it's been a little different so there's a couple different aspects i want to talk to you about get your opinions and again chat everybody that's live let me hear your opinions on this if you're listening on the podcast uh, just, you know, hit us up in the feedback, all that, head over to the discord, all that good stuff on, uh, over at snap.fans discord. Let us know what you think on your opinions around two. But when it comes to conquest, I mean, are you still excited about it? I feel like now when I try to queue into it, um, queue times are a lot longer. Um, you know, it's, it feels different. I feel like I was super excited last month, this month, 
I, I don't know. I don't know about it. I, I really don't care about the avatar border. I like, I don't know. What are your, what are your thoughts in general on conquest? Then I'll bring up a couple other things they've tried to do to potentially help conquest. Yeah. I think with conquest right now, like me personally, you know, and again, I do not, my gaming patterns are not reflective of the entire community, you know, both between mm -hmm. being a content creator and just what I personally enjoy. I personally enjoy ladder a little bit more right now because for me, it is something that I am constantly aspiring towards doing better and better and better at as I look to, you know, mess with my MMR and I'm trying to, you know, develop into a regular pattern of being at infinite and then day one of the new season within 48 hours being infinite again. And that's my commitment. I've pushed myself for this, which is why I'm sitting there at 95 regularly trying to get better at my own snap patterns, for example. Yeah. Now, in regards to, you know, looking at what happened last season and then looking at the constant feeling of people this season, it feels like, okay, look, I, I got infinite. Okay, sure. I'm going to go play Conquest instead. I think it's a better game mode. I have a more enjoyable experience mm -hmm. there. Games mean more. There's good resources. There are different styles of battle and snapping. And people are like, okay, I enjoy Conquest more if I am infinite more often than not. If they're not infinite, they're still trying to climb the ladder because you're at least gaining resources from it. And okay, it yeah. it seems to be a lean of if you're infinite or not. It's, it, we're back to, you know, seventh grade science <laughs> with making a Punnett square, right? Yeah, yeah. If you are infinite and you are not doing well in conquest, you know, then it's onto your snap mechanics. If you are not infinite and you're doing well in conquest, yeah. that's probably just personal choice then of which game mode you prefer. For me, I'm more of a ladder person at the moment, but the second I turn infinite though, I will be hardcore more of a conquest person. Yeah. And I think one of the solutions, because people are complaining about the metals, which I can mm -hmm. understand and I can justify from the perspective of second dinner where metals are more expensive. Well, yeah, one, this is a longer month Two. We have the time to work within that longer month to incentivize longer play durations. So, yeah, we kind of have to fix also the broken system on top of it where people were just grinding out the proving grounds I think, exclusively. I think that was the reason. Yeah. That was a big reason. It was a big reason. And when you put it all together, yeah, of course it's different than the first season. Of course. You know why? Because they evolved, they yeah. learned, they adjusted. That's the right thing to do. So you might not like it versus the first month, but it's the healthier thing right off the bat. And I think with Conquest, the big issue that people are having with it is exactly the opposite of what I, I think Second Dinner was expecting, which was the, okay, we get to work for three weeks to get ready for the final week, and then we can use all our infinity tickets. And what's yeah. happening is people are getting burned out after week one. Yeah, And it I, seems like, okay, I got my simple rewards and what's my incentive to play this the second or third week? So yeah. I, I don't, I think, uh, it, it's and I think there's, I think there's a couple things to it, right? Like I, one, to your point, they, they upped all the pricing uh, of everything. And realistically, it specifically was for this proving grounds issue. There was so many people last season. And again, they have the data. We don't. 
but a lot of what they were doing was just grinding proving grounds because if you had 50 wins or whatever somebody did the math it was like 50 something wins you could get everything in the shop and you never had to play silver yeah. you never had to play gold or anything like that and i don't think that that was how it's truly intended it's really intended for you to try to work your way up and so i i think the shift is fine on what they did it does incentivize you to make you want to do gold right because even silver you get more tokens but it's not that big of a, a shift whereas gold really is um but yeah i i think that we're running into an issue where gold's all fine but i'm really curious what's going to happen on the last week of infinite because this last time again people were excited about getting the avatar it's the same reward as last month do you just need more infinite avatars i don't know there's going to be a couple people out there that yes they want to get every single avatar with an infinite border but like in reality like it doesn't matter it, there needs to be some better reward for hitting infinite um you know in in kind of going off that talking about gold this month they did this whole thing where hey if you get 10 wins a day you get a free gold ticket and uh yeah, yeah that's you know that's a, a huge thing and a huge change uh from the other one so like i know with myself i don't know i've got like 10 gold tickets kind of sitting around between silver wins and this like it's not a bunch right there's people that have way more than that but like yeah it's it's just an interesting way that they said hey we want you to play more we want to give you free free tickets please queue up for gold for all these people trying to get their infinite tickets well here's the thing i don't think it was necessarily meant in that sense of like oh god people aren't playing the game mode here let's get some tickets to you know force them or incentivize them to play the game mode i just saw it as i didn't see it as a desperation marketing mechanic as a here let me know. give you something free to get you out uh, you know moving forward you disagree i get that but there, i didn't feel that was the impression ne next week they're going to give away infinite tickets i'm telling you man like with the queue times in conquest if they do that then i'll switch yeah if they do that <laughs> if they do that i'll switch like, but here's here to me here's a simple answer every other week is infinite or at least you know, call it twice a month if it's an odd month you know where it has five weeks in it right it's either the instead of it just being the final week of the season had it, it be, be the second weeks. and the yeah. final week no, it, it no, no, not, be... every, not for two weeks because people will burn out the same way oh. and then you'll end up with the same problem that they basically were trying to counteract by saying here let's give everybody you know infinite in the final week of the month because people were playing less in the final week of the month than any other time of the month now they have a reason to want to play in the final week of the month because they want that infinite ticket that infinite border etc if they changed the window of infinite to being every other week you're now creating a healthier cycle of one week of try to grind infinite tickets one week of being able to use them and then maybe grind a little bit more. Go back to, okay, now I'm only in grind mode week four. Yeah. Now I'm into, okay, using my infinite mode. I think that that creates a healthier want and re release cycle. Very much so. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like that now you open the door of everybody complaining like, oh, I was halfway through a conquest and then kicked me out because you can't do infinite anymore or whatever. Like I... I think that makes it worse. Same problem now. 
No, it, well, no, because when it kicks you out, it's it's over for the whole thing. It's not, hey, this kicked me out halfway through, and then two weeks later, it's opened back up. Like, I, I don't know. Well, I'm, TFB, it's over. Like, it yeah. ends on this day at this time. It's over. I don't no. think it opens up an, an issue there. But what I think it does is it does bring up the conversation with Conquest of it's not a bad game mode, okay? It's not a negative thing because a lot of people prefer conquest over over I ranked do. ladder i do exactly you're a perfect example of that what i'm saying is i think that there needs to be a different spice element rather than a very stale element because right now in if you look at the entire scope of the month you have one day in which you gain new resources every week because you've probably been playing conquest all you know week all month long whatever it is and then, okay, they finally opened up the week three rewards. Cool. Claim, claim, claim. Moving on. Because you've been playing. Yeah. And then the final week, you get to use those infinite tickets. All right. Really hard. Woo. Let's go. And then, uh, okay, you did it. You got a, you got a rainbowy, shiny back border that you can barely see in ladder mode. Sorry, actually, yeah. in both of the game modes, because the game board lightened changing is actually making it harder to see those. Like, uh, they need to change the infinite reward. I'm sorry. I, I agree. Think I, it would be great. I think they just need to have two different ones. That's all. I, and I think I have a really simple one. I have a really, really simple one because it'll create, keep it a cosmetic. That's fine. But literally, all you need to do is say, here we go. Every other week is now going to be infinite. This is my solve for a second dinner, at least in my own opinion. Here's how you fix conquest when it comes to the reward system, because people like free stuff, of course, but the whole point is for it to be not resources. So here's what you do. First conquest, you give away not the infinite border, but a negative avatar. So it takes your avatar of choice and negatives it. Just like Mr. Negative when you draw it out of a deck. So it goes to that black and like simple, I think it's like light, shiny, teal outline version of your avatar that you chose to use during that infinite week for, we'll call it week two in this example. And that's your reward in, the, in that week. Then continue on back into week three. It goes to normal cycle, infinite is closed. Week four, back up and that's your infinite border. So getting two infinites in a month you could potentially get the negative avatar and the border. And I think that double incentive creates two different needs and wants. And it's a unique thing that is already programmed into the game, which is just negative a piece of art. I think it's the simplest solve that people find unique, that people want to be able to enjoy, because I love being able to look at my negatives cards, but the second you click them, they go back to regular size. Give us yeah. negative avatars every other week alternating with this reward and people will start drooling over oh this one's going to look great this one's going to look great i want this like i think that's a really easy solution i mean i would agree with you on the fact that that would that would give you incentive to care about multiple avatars and multiple art but i still feel like the issue is conquest is a grinders mode right it's not it's not the average player's mode. It's the grinder's mode. I'm going to grind for all this time to get that, that infinite prize. And the problem is a grinder wants to show it off. 
a grinder wants to, you know, be like, hey, look at me. And the negative art is great. But month five, why does it matter? Month five, yeah, how, do, how do you know that I've done this five months in a row? Month five, how do you know that I've done this three times this season? Like, that's that's the problem they're missing right now with the rewards is the people that are grinding it they have to have this way to show it off and so again it's it's that type of stuff that's so much different so for instance going to magic and arena in a magic arena when you got to certain tournaments or you got to you know, certain levels and things like that. There were specific card backs, which is what we do in Infinite, but they were very prestigious. I was in this tournament and I made top eight. I got this back and only these people got this back. So it still runs into this weird thing of like, you know, when can I show them off? But like, if you had a card back that was each season, a different card back, just like we have with, uh, with Ladder that was in Conquest, that would drive people to make sure they got this Infinite card back like it's it's much different than this than this hey i've got a purple border that's slightly different purple than the one before and you have no idea if i did it in season yeah. one or season six so i i don't know and, and again i know card backs that leads to a whole different thing where like people are like well i'm so upset because i can't hit infinite and i can't get the card back but like there needs to be something that's well that's sought after i think a part of it too re revisits an old idea that you brought up which would be basically some kind of ranking system that would be displayed on your avatar. You know, it's it shows up, you know, for, all right, you hit an infinite this month and last month. So that means you're a two-star avatar. Yeah. You know, and you can only get one star on your avatar every single month. Or, and so you can level up different versions of it, you know, kind of like how we upgrade cards. You can upgrade yeah. your avatar, but it has like a star system. Or it's a ranking that, you know, in Conquest exclusively shows underneath your avatar, mm -hmm. you know, just like, you know, military version. Even if yeah. you took those rankings, because those are just as affluent in Marvel, in Marvel lore, just putting in, you know, lieutenant rank, sergeant rank, captain rank, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Something yeah. along those lines that shows a ranking system of, hey, you achieved X amount of goals, you know, over the last X amount of time. This is your ranking over the last X amount of time, whether it's full historical or just over the last mm -hmm. three months or something like that. I think that that's the solution. I think that that well, it could be a part of the solution, which is, like you said, people want to show off how good they are. A yeah. rainbow, slightly opaque flare on the outside of an avatar border is not enough for the Marvel snap community to justify, Hey, yeah. I did a lot of work. Here's yeah. my reward. Ha ha. You don't have it. Yeah. Cause I, cause I think I, and I think that there's one other change they need, right? So I think that that's the big one. You need something that gives you a drive to want to do it. And right this second, I can tell for myself and some people out there, like it's not worth the time and effort to get to infinite when you know if you already have the border on the on the avatar that you use 24 7 like there's people that are just like this is my avatar border i'm always going to use this avatar border unless some brand new one comes out at some point like this is this is my go-to i think the other thing that's bad about it is you know by doing the 
and this is kind of the reason why I'm not a super fan of the negative, the inked, the border in general. I believe that this, the fact that you hit infinite is tied to your account. It's tied to you as a person. And I feel like whatever that reward is should travel with you. It doesn't matter if you change your avatar, you change your deck sleeves or whatever. Like there should be something around you that says, oh, this is a good player not just because yeah. they have last month's card back, right? Or whatever. And again, I would love a very specific card back. It would make me grind. I mean, when I first started the game in beta, like I got some of the card backs. There was a there was a season or two where I didn't really care because uh, like, oh, it's just a card back. I'm not going to use it anyway because I don't really like it. But then when they dropped the Venom card back and I was like, man, I got to get this. Like I grinded as hard as I could to get those sleeves for infinite. So I, I think that if they did like a card back at work, but the other side of it is so kind of coming off of that a little bit of the grind to get something that showcases it. The other thing is the rewards. Like when you look at those medals, yes, they've bumped them all up, but once you get your nine purchases, once you get the purchases that you care about, the, the free tickets, the avatar, the title, whatever, like there's nothing else. Like, yes, you could go get some free credits. You could go get some free gold. Not to say they're bad, but then once you finish all that, what are you doing? You're buying boosters. You care about boosters? Not really. But you got to use them because if you don't use them, you get less boosters. <laughs> so I, mm -hmm. I think that we need like a uh, uh, infinite or not an infinite um, mystery card or an infinite something, right? And it can be like a thousand tokens. It'd be like 1500 tokens. I, I don't care, but like, you need something that's like, I want to get these tokens and I want to use these tokens because I know there's a lot of people out there that they've already accepted the fact that they either can't get the infinite border or they don't want to grind for the infinite border or they've already got the infinite border. And so now they're just like, I want to get my nine purchases. I want to get my two free mystery variants that I can purchase. And uh, I don't really care about the rest. And they, they stopped doing conquest outside of Again, it's very good for your dailies and stuff, but like I, I think that there yeah. has to be a better, like one or two better things in the store. And they did do well this season. We have two infinite tickets, two gold tickets, two mystery variants. Like they did bump everything up because we had an extra week, but I still feel like there's not a good infinite spend with your medals for people that have 10,000 medals that they're sitting with. Like, I'm just going to get these random, yeah. these random boosters or these Mr. Sinister boosters. I don't know. Nothing along those lines. I think Conquest overall is in a, is still a very novice state. Yeah. You know, it's still the very beginning of its lifespan, but I do think that it has room to grow, especially as we see, you know, the tournament scene grow and we see yeah. these highly competitive decks come to the game. Adjustments may have to be made for the future. Yeah. Yeah. That's the it, light way to word it. Are, are you yeah. bringing your deck of the week into Conquest, into Ladder, or nothing? Yeah, I'm bringing it into Conquest and Ladder. I'll pull it up. And again, kind of wrapping it up on that Conquest thing, I, I agree with you. I think it's a needed mode. It's a great mode that came yeah. to the game. Uh, that way, if you enjoy Ladder, you enjoy the more competitive aspect of Conquest, it's great. And it allows you to play different decks. So this deck is more so specifically for conquest my other deck i'm playing in ladder right now is essentially the one we saw last week we looked at it last week it's the ongoing 
Ben Brode special that I, I, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying I showed it off. And then the next day I saw like four other people playing the deck going, this deck is so crazy again, slightly different, but for the most part, the whole onslaught or yeah, onslaught living tribunal, you know, Iron Man deck. Iron Man. It's amazing. So this time around, I know it says ongoing Thanos. Ignore that because when I edited my deck, it won't let me change the name. But this is the one I was talking about with the Dark Hawk. And these are the changes, sir. You guessed Ghost Spider correctly. One of them. Ghost yep. Spider, I changed out for Howard the Duck. So I've got Howard the Duck. Spider Ham is still there. Zabu. Yep. Jeff. Magic. Killmonger. We've got the Shadow King, Dark Hawk, Shang-Chi, Rockslide, Iron Lad, and Doc Ock. So a lot of really good cards in here. I kind of I kind of call this uh it has all the answers deck. Because it can pretty much it pretty much has an answer yeah. to every deck in it. And that's where, like, again, before seeing the other deck that you sent me right before the podcast, I was like, wait a minute. This is the deck I was gonna show as my deck of the week, minus those two cards. And it's because you have cards like Killmonger. Killmonger really hurts the the bounce deck. I mean, it's less effective now because Kitty's not the 11 power that she used to be, but it's definitely so good with Nova's sunspots. And again, when we think of like Legion, in order for Legion to win, they're going to have to have a sunspot or a Nova or a sunspot or a, um, a Nebula or something on the board. So Killmonger's going to be good there. I've got magic to extend the game. The thing is, I don't have a six drop. So I'm already playing like whatever I want to on my turn six. If I have Zabu out, it's usually two of my four drops. But having magic gives me a little bit more time. Um, and normally, your Shadow King's coming down on your last turn anyway. Your Killmonger's coming down a little bit later in the game anyway. So you really don't have a great three drop within the deck. So that's kind of why I have magic in there, kind of extending it. Um, and again, it's just such a good deck. I put in Howard because if you guys have never really played Howard in general, his knowledge, you knowing what you're getting next turn, you knowing what you're getting on turn six, you knowing what Iron Lad's going to hit makes Howard so, so good. So, uh, that information is just huge. And, um, you know, knowing that I can Doc Ock and then I have a Shang-Chi as my next card coming up pretty big, yeah. but all in all, Korg was the other card that got dropped uh, besides uh, Silk. And I know that's a weird one because I have Darkhawk, but I truly just, I, I like Howard over that. And I just couldn't justify Korg over any of the other cards in the deck. Um, and again, maybe over a Spider-Ham, but like Spider-Ham shutting down their six drop is pretty huge. And if you don't know, Shadow King will change that pig to a zero. So yes. It's true. It's good. I will say, I will say though, uh, something to contemplate if those are looking to build a variation on this deck too. The fact that Rock Slide is in here with magic is a very specific piece. Because Darkhawk will scale to eight power on a standard seven turn game. Yeah. And you he cannot be Shang Chi. So if you're not running magic and you're running a Darkhawk deck. Running Korg keeps you under Shang-Chi level, unless if it's obviously, you know, extraneous circumstances. You know, yeah. they've added some kind of element or subterranea or something else happens. So knowing where that Dark Hawk peaks at 4-8, if that's yeah. not your primary win condition, it's just a sec it's a supplemental piece. 
yeah. is pretty strong. Uh, and this deck bodes very well towards here. Let me get a good, decent amount of power down in turns three, four, and five. So I like that. I like that with this deck a lot. Yeah. This is fun. Yeah. So I, and you know, if this whole weird Legion meta comes up, you do have some answers with it. You've got Magic who can essentially turn one of those lanes off uh, as they're doing that, maybe catch the Storm lane prior to that. You've got Jeff. So maybe after it's all locked down on turn six, you still got Jeff kind of hiding around. You can move him around if you need to. You've got the Killmonger, like I said, because they're going to have to have a strong turn one, turn two play. You've got Howard being able to understand when they throw down their storm, what am I drawing next turn? What's on the horizon? What am I going to do? Um, there, there's a lot of pretty good answers uh, when you think about that potentially being, you know, the the incoming meta with the deck. And again, if they're playing, I would have to look at it like this. If they truly are playing the Legion Storm Lockout deck, um, they probably don't have six drops and stuff. So that spider hand may be hitting their Legion if they're wanting to make sure they're, you know, getting their curve on. They're only six on their in their deck is probably Chavez, um, which you won't see. So yeah, I like the deck. I think it'd be cool. It runs pretty well right now. I've uh, ran it for through just a handful of games, not too many, but a few of them. And uh, yeah, it's it's had the answers. I think I have one loss with it so far, and it was my own fault for misplaying. I was like, they're probably going to do this. Nah, they're going to do this. And of course, they did the first thing I thought about. But, um, you know, but it, it's it's good. I like it. It's got a lot of really strong cards. And like I said, it just kind of has the answers for everything kind of tucked in so whether you draw the the top half or the bottom half of your deck it usually does pretty well um from there so yeah it's definitely, not a definitely control like it. deck it's a counter right. deck yeah specifically exactly. if if you like the Help sarah the old school like sarah control decks it feels a lot like that deck there is no sarah but i think zabu kind of almost plays that sarah role um with being able to get your uh your four drops out pretty uh pretty early and being able to play two four drops on six is always always a good one so i mean three altogether if you got zabu and sarah simultaneously yeah that's true i just Damn. don't know what i would what i would change out because again i right mm -hmm. the second i love the doc Ock. there's definitely some matches that it feels bad but um like in general in the past when i was playing doc Ock, but the fact is right now with the nimrod decks the surfer decks there's so many decks where they don't want you to play their cards out of order like even the phoenix decks doc Ock just like goes not nah, sorry this is how they're being played and you don't get some of the stuff that you want with your triggers yeah. uh like i love playing them into like angela's and stuff um mm -hmm. so it's fun yeah it's fun he's 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 a good nuisance card even if you pull out the shang chi and he gets destroyed i yeah. still feel like he's a valuable card in general right now one yeah. that i would not be surprised if randomly he just goes meta crazy like some somebody uses him in deck that wins a major tournament and it everybody's like oh my god doc ox the most broken card in the game and then yeah. they nerf him and that like i could see that pipeline happening for doc ox in some way shape or form in the future when that is yeah well we'll all have to wait and see now won't we yeah, no, but, he's he's definitely good. And the other side of it is just for the last piece of Doc Ock, a lot of people are playing Cosmo right now. So just even getting a 10 power card is pretty decent when you don't yeah. even do anything and throw it into Cosmo. So 
yeah i'm i like it it, it also allows you to kind of look and see because you can get them early off that iron lad you can look and see like should i just give up on that lane or should i you know shang chi it on my final turn and actually win the lane i've I won a lot of games that way because you pulled you know all their big drops they were waiting to play and then just you're like okay turn six shang chi wins me that lane and i'll throw my dark hawk over here or whatever so we have a very interesting deck, a very interesting week ahead of us, and I am excited to see that right now, everyone's kind of in status quo mode. There's yeah. no one, no area right now that's in super outcry about change this or break this or this sucks. It's like, there's always something to complain about. It's It's a video game community. There's always something to complain about to a certain degree, but it's not to the degree of like Shuri Red Skull hatred at the moment as it used to be. Like now yeah. everything's kind of leveled out. The whole game is in a overall a very healthy place. And we're now in a position where we can say, okay, let the next meta rise. Bounce has been nerfed. We watched High Evolutionary get nerfed. What is the next thing that will emerge and will will it still continue to be Thanos control? Will it become too much of an issue? Stay tuned because I mean, between the snap dot fan open on Saturday and basically all the fun cards that are coming out, including Mirage next week, but lesion, uh, probably not lesion this week. Uh, I think be, there's a lot to keep an eye on. It'll be Kang Kang in the Legion. It'll be storm on four oh Kang into Legion to make sure you can get your Legion off. That'll be what it is. Well, that's just, just be prepared. That's just mean. That's just mean. <laughs> we shall see. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, for tuning in and listening to the Snapback Podcast. Uh, Mr. Default Dan, tell everybody where they can find you. Absolutely. So if you want to hang out with us live, like all these awesome people are doing right now, you can hang out with us over on my Twitch, twitch.tv slash default Dan. We do it on Monday nights, as well as uh, any other gameplay we're doing. If you want to hang out with me and guests, we tend to be over on the snap.fan Twitch channel on Wednesdays for Wednesday Night Snap. So if you're looking for some kind of dabble into some competitive modes, you can come hang out with us on Wednesdays where it's just four rounds of Swiss. If you get four wins, you get money. If you get three wins, you get money based on our prize pool. So it's a ton of fun. It's only a couple bucks, but hey, that couple bucks may get you that pack, get you a little bit of gold, yeah. whatever you need in the game. Um, and then from there you'll be able to find us this weekend on uh, the snap.fan podcast or wow, man, it is so close. Been a day. So close. So close. You the, can do this. The Twitch, take, the snap.fan Twitch channel on Saturday, where we're going to be hosting the open. We got a $600 open. Just be prepared. It kicks off at 12. So make sure you are signed up and Eastern. checked in Eastern uh, signed up and checked in by you know, that 12 o'clock fire, 12 o'clock p.m. Eastern uh, firing of it. It'll open up around 11 a.m., I guess, to, to check in. So make sure you checked in for it. We'll also be live over on the uh, the Twitch all day, along with some awesome casters joining us. So, uh, so come hang out with us. Uh, have some fun. Try to compete. Try to win that $600 prize pool. And uh, if you make top four, you will get your free ride over to the snap.fan world championship like others have done on these tournaments before so looking forward to that as well in january 
And as for myself, you'll find me there on Saturday as well for the Snap.Fan Open. I'll be on the back end as well as casting at some point to be determined. But if you cannot find me there on the Snap.Fan channel, please use this. This is just so much easier. Ready? L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E. Just remember that. Linktree. Just put it dot before the E's. Linktree backslash It's Guest Gaming. That's how you're going to find everything literally everything you're going to find my twitch you're going to find the youtube you're going to find the instagram you're going to find the tiktok mm-hmm. you're going to find the snap fan articles you're going to find the paypal you're going to find the d all the above you're going to find it all because i tried to lump everything now into one place i got to find an easier way to articulate yeah. that but right now just use my link tree which will be in the description in some way shape or four below so mr default dan thank you as always and thank you for listening and watching this episode of the snap back podcast where you snap and we snap back default dan say goodbye to all the lovely people you guys take it easy seriously this beard thing dude is just like whether you got jumped or not you know it is those the hip squad man all i i i so desperately want to see your face upside down because you look like an upside down batman helmet it's the wolverine beard i don't care if it's a wolverine beard it looks like batman had a rough night out